Hello and welcome to the Channel 17 town meeting coverage. My name is Madeline Clark and I'm a reporter with the other paper in South Burlington. I'm joined tonight by candidates for the two-year two city council seat, incumbent Megan Emery and Matt Coda. Um, our program will run about 30 minutes this evening and each candidate will have about two minutes to answer questions. We do have a line for live questions from residents and you can call at any point at 862-3966. So without further ado, I'll turn it over to the candidates and let them introduce themselves. All right, we'll start with Megan, the incumbent. Very good. Well, hello, my name is Megan Emery and I am running for re-election to the city council. I've served for 10 years. Um, and what I've brought to the council, I think, um, is, is an interest to understand the issues deeply and thoroughly. Um, I'm a researcher by profession, and so I, I research every issue uh, that comes before us, and I approach it with an open mind, yet guided by you know, principles that I've always held, and, and that includes maintaining our quality of life in South Burlington, having a dynamic economy so that we can have a sustainable future, um, as well as being a responsible steward of our natural resources, and specifically these days, energy, and looking at energy conservation and renewables, as well as looking at affordability. I mean, this is something that we really have to pay attention to as we go further into the future. We're at a, a real tipping point right now. So what I bring in, in this particular year is my experience, as well as my, my willingness to do the homework, my open-mindedness, and, and really my guiding principles that have you know, served me well all of these years. I'm also a fierce defensor of the residents and of the city. I, I feel very attached to the city of South Burlington. It's been my home since 2002. I've raised my th three children there. Um, they've had an excellent education in the schools and I have only good things I want to give back. Well, great, and now we'll turn to Matt. Hi, thanks, Madeline, and thank you, Megan. Thank you for the opportunity to address uh, the folks uh, listening and watching back home. Uh, my name is Matt Coda. For the last five years, I've been a volunteer appointed to the Development Review Board. For the last six months, I've been chair. Um, I live in the Southeast Quadrant with my wife, Sarah, and my son, Davis, and my daughter, Molly, who are, attend the South Burlington High School. Before I was a Development Review Board chair, I served, I also volunteered on the Planning Commission in the town that I used to live in. So I've written a, a, a town plan. I've served on the Planning Commission. I've written legislation. I have served on the Development Review Board. And from that unique position, uh, that appointed position, with all the other volunteers, um, I find myself in this race running for city council uh, against the incumbent. Um, I think what I bring to uh, the race is a, a fresh voice, uh, a, a new look at some of the issues that we're dealing with. There's the complex challenges that we all face here in South Burlington, and I'm eager to take those on. Great. All right. Well, we already have a question from one of the residents, so we'll take that call now. That's great. All right. Hi, welcome to the Channel 17 town meeting coverage. Can I ask you to start off by introducing yourself? Sure. All right. Oh. All right, you're on live. If you'd like to start off with your name and then your question. Sure, my name's Ken and I obviously reside here in South Burlington. And the question I have for the candidates is, uh, if they could give us some idea of how, they're, how they intend to attract uh, a new business uh, and at the same time expand our tax base. 
Thank Good you. Question. You want to go ahead, Meg? Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, that is precisely what we're working on right now with City Center. That is uh, the biggest reason I, I have been um, <laughs> running uh, for these past uh, five terms and now the sixth term is to really develop our commercial but also residential, our, what we call our mixed use core in City Center. And we have new developments going up there uh, that are already paying themselves back um, and helping us keep our tax rate low. Um, we also have um, new developments along our transit corridors. If we look at Route 7, if we look at Kennedy Drive, um, while some of these developments have, of course, stirred some controversy, I do think that they, um, because of their placement, they have served our tax base very well. And what I see is really key right now is making sure that these new residential developments um, remain close to those transit those high transit areas. Um, if we spread out too far, we are going to be placing a strain on specifically our public works. So our road services, our plowing services, and this is something that our public works director has spoken very clearly about. Um, just to get to an issue that is near and dear to Matt's heart, I have also passed, along with uh, other members of the council, new parking regulations in order to lower the bar for new businesses, and specifically smaller businesses, to move into South Burlington. These old national standards are outdated, and they have prohibited, um, because of the cost, uh, new businesses from entering South Burlington. Uh, if we have an existing building and they're looking to have a new tenant, um, and that new tenant comes according to the national parking standards with a, a set number of spaces that need to be reviewed, need to go through the DRB, that is a very costly uh, endeavor. And many businesses therefore just don't take that step. And, and this is something that our planning director has made very clear. This is a very common occurrence. And so if we need to develop, um, and, and we do, <laughs> in order to, uh, to maintain our economic base, we have to think about how we can keep businesses, um, you know, let them get their foot in the door and let them come into South Burlington and, and make, make South Burlington their home and provide us the service. Great. All right. How about you, Matt? Yeah, uh, happy to talk about it, Ken. Great question. You know, uh, happy to return to the question about parking, but Ken's question about uh, expanding our tax base, yes, very important. We have something that is of tremendous value here in South Burlington. You know, our, 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 our natural resources, our closeness to the city of Burlington. You know, South Burlington and, uh, and Chittenden County in general is the economic engine for the state, and we have a real great opportunity to grow, whether it's using our existing uh, city center, our downtown corridors, uh, thousands of people travel through our streets uh, every day in order to access the hospital, UVM, Burlington, points north and south uh, on the highway. And we have a real opportunity to redevelop some of these areas and do it in a smart way, a way that's sustainable, the way that we have uh, transit, that we have bus service and bike paths and, and be able to walk. Creating a dense downtown a residential uh, urban environment uh, would have great effect for our uh, economy. And also be able to use the airport. I, I toured an amazing uh, facility in South Burlington just the other week called Beta Technologies, where they're developing the transportation for the future and electric 
electric battery powered aircraft being designed by engineers right here in South Burlington. Businesses like that, high tech, high paying jobs are the ones that we can attract here and we do have room for grow, to grow. We have an industrial sector uh, zone that we can absolutely uh, increase and with that uh, brings more challenges of course, uh, more issues regarding traffic and infrastructure, but we're ready to meet those challenges to grow our grand list, to expand our local economy and I'm excited to do it. Well, I would call that an endorsement for the current council. I think we've been doing a good job. Thank you. All right, well, thank you both. And we have another call, so we'll take that now. Hi, and welcome to the Channel 17 town meeting coverage. Can you please start by introducing yourself? Uh, I'll just say my name is Blake. Uh, I just have one question for each of the candidates. All right, so we'll start with uh, Matt since Megan started the last question. Okay, so my right. question is a, uh, well, uh, basically, yeah, it's a very simple, straightforward. Um, are you both aware of the current legislation that, that's being um, pushed in the House uh, as far as open carry and concealed carry in public places in Vermont? Uh, that's Blake, correct? Blake, uh, uh, you know, I'm not aware of the, the specific legislation you refer to. I do know that there is uh, an effort in the legislature to, um, to look at uh, our gun laws, but that's not something that, that I personally have dealt with, uh, you know, on the Development Review Board or something that the City Council that I'm aware of uh, would deal with. That's a legislative effort. Uh, you know, we, okay. are, we deal with neighborhood disputes, uh, potholes and traffic, uh, and that's something that's being done by our legislative uh, team uh, in Montpelier. Okay, so I guess I actually have two-part question then. Um, um, so there's legislation, uh, there's legislation being pushed right now for um, to basically to stop uh, the ability to pub publicly carry a weapon um, on, you know, uh, or, or conceal carry. Um, what are your, what are both of your stances as far as um, becoming a sanctuary city? To protect the rights of our citizens uh, in, the, in their Second Amendment, as well as what is your stance on the F-35 being stationed here in South Burlington? Okay. Do you want to start us off, Megan? Sure. Um, the term sanctuary uh, city, I understand, with regard to immigrants. Um, the council did ask the police chief a couple years ago. Um, about the status of uh, the use of our police force in um, the arrest of immigrants. And he made it very clear that they do not work with immigration and customs enforcement, that this is um, something that um, they, they keep separate. Um, with regard to the gun legislation, I have to agree with Matt, that is not something that the council um, uh, will decide upon. Um, with regard to the F-35, though, um, although we don't decide upon it, we have been bearing the brunt of um, what I would call a very short-sighted decision. Um, we have lost 200 affordable homes on quarter-acre lots. Um, those are homes that housed workers for our as Matt called it, our economic engine of the state. And as our governor has said, we are lacking workers. We need to bring more people in. Well, we have 
just with the loss of these homes, we have pushed out 200 families. Um, and these families cannot necessarily find housing in South Burlington. Um, and so just to give you an example, uh, we have a vacancy rate problem here in Chittenden County, right? The optimal rate is 5%. And in 2017, when 100 homes in South Burlington adjacent to the airport were demolished, our 3.3 vacancy rate in, in the county went down to below 2%. So it, it's, um, it has been, I believe, a terrible decision. I understand that um, we have a tradition uh, in, in the state, and of course I support the service members. I, I work with them uh, every day. I have students in my classes, um, my hygienist. I mean, we, they are members of our, our community. Um, but I think that with regard to the location of those planes, that this was something that has not served the county well. So I guess, uh, Ms. Emery, would it surprise you to tell you that uh, I live uh, off Maplewood Drive in South Bronx? Yes, I know it very well. You're in my neighborhood. Not, I haven't heard the F-35s taking off from inside my house or outside my house um, wow. since I've been based here in South Burlington. You haven't you heard know, them? Me you, uh, okay. or my children or, for that matter, anybody on my block that I have spoken to. Uh, so I, I guess I really don't see what the resistance is and why we can't support our Guard members. Oh, I support the Guard members wholeheartedly. The job they need to perform Yeah. All right, Blake, the we, they are given from the federal government. Blake, I'm sorry to cut you off there. We are tight on time this evening, so I'm going to thank you for your question and allow Matt a moment to answer, um, and then we have to continue on. So thank you so much again, Blake. Right. With regards right. to the F-35s, right. uh, clearly it's a $50 million amount of economic activity, thousands of jobs, emergency services, and um, it has been a, a great boon to our local economy and, and to, the, um, to our community in general. Yes, we have concerns about those loss of those homes that we will never get back, but we can put in place, and we are going to put in place uh, measures for inclusionary housing zoning. We need to make South Burlington more affordable, and I think we're on a path to do that. Um, so, thank you. Yeah. How, how are you going to, you talked about writing legislation for the city, which I was curious about, but how are you going to, Matt, um, make affordable housing a reality outside of an area where affordable housing could exist? If we move outside of our transit overlay districts um, in order to have quarter acre lots, you will not have affordable housing without creating um, real hardship on developers. And in fact, according to the legislation that is before the city council right now, it is not affordable housing uh, with regard to you know standards, which is not paying over 30% of our medium income, which is $60,000 in South Burlington. And I, I really want to hear the math. Sure. Now, these are complex challenges, aren't they, Megan? I mean, what we're trying to do is we're trying to develop affordable housing, working with developers to make it so you can have inclusionary zoning, so we can allow greater density in our transit overlay districts, so we can have people walk to, their, to, to retail shopping, so we can have people uh, walk to work. Uh, if we create more density, if we allow a density bonus, if we allow inclusionary zoning to provide these affordable housing uh, to more people in South Burlington, we are achieving, hopefully, little by little, our goals. We'll never get those 200 homes back. We understand that. The FAA is not going to allow us to put homes in that area. 
but we have, do have opportunities in other parts of the city, and I look forward to working with our Affordable Housing Committee, our Planning Commission, uh, on those goals. All right, well, we will see that. And what legislation have you written? You talked about that in your introductory statement. I was very curious about that as the DRB member, what legislation you have written for the city. Well, I haven't written legislation for the city, but I have written legislation and advocated for legislation on a national level and at the state level through my advocacy work uh, in the State House. Yes, and in what area, if I could know? So uh, with renewable energy policy, uh, one, of the, one of the proudest achievements that I've had is, and I received an award from Governor Shumlin, mm -hmm. one, of the, um, one of the most pro-renewable governors we've had in Vermont history, uh, Environmental Excellence Award, for passing, writing, advocating, and passing the Renewable Fuel Initiative for oil heat. We've reduced the sulfur content and oil heat, reducing the emissions and the fuel that more than half the homes in Vermont need to stay warm in the winter. We've introduced biodiesel blends into that fuel that is reducing our carbon emissions. Um, that wouldn't have happened without the advocacy and without the work of all the small businesses that want to improve the environment, that want to ensure that we are using a lower carbon fuel. Um, that's called the Oil Heat, Green, Heat and Green and Clean Initiative, and I'm proud to be a part of that. That's very good. Yeah, I heard you on the radio um, talking with a representative and, and disagreeing with the current climate uh, legislation that is before the legislature right now. And you may be aware that in South Burlington, we did sign on to the governor's climate coalition pledge. Um, and we have much, many more steps to take before we, we reach that pledge for the Paris Agreement 2020 Absol goals. And Absolutely. Yeah, so are those incremental changes um, enough or what bigger steps could we make with this crisis that is looming here? You know, that is the, the fundamental question that we all face about energy policy. These are difficult choices that we have to make, mm -hmm. and, and there are many steps along the way. You know, clearly we are having a climate crisis. The science is real, and, and we're in an emergency situation. Now, how do we deal with that is very important. It's not going to be one way. It's going to many different approaches. It won't just be solar panels and, and electric heat and electric cars, but that will play an important role. As we change our the way we drive, as we change the way we heat our homes, it's important to note that the small businesses that provide these services to Vermonters now and throughout mm -hmm. the region uh, will be playing a critical role, whether it's using more efficient infrastructure, more, more efficient equipment, burners and boilers and furnaces, whether it's adapting service stations so they accommodate electric vehicles. Mm -hmm. All these things are happening at the state level and the national level, and it's, it's an exciting time to be a part of the energy policy uh, discussion. And we've certainly done that in our city center. We have uh, a LEED certified building going up beginning next year. Actually, we've already broken ground. Um, and we also have changed the parking standards here in South Burlington so that there is less asphalt and impervious surface yeah. that is unnecessary. Those are also key to our environmental goals, are they not, with regard to the pollution in the lake, yeah. with the use of petroleum products. Um, we also have IZ uh, in place in order to ensure that um, development is done in the smart way uh, that you speak about, but I'm just curious about whether you're, you're willing to walk that walk in addition to talking the talk, that IZ is, is designed in order for the Planning Commission to put into place new regulations that will actually protect those natural resource areas near our waterways, in our forests, to make sure that we continue to have uh, carbon dioxide emissions um, that are absorbed by our natural environment as well as filtrating the, the storm 
warm water so that less pollution and hopefully <laughs> cut out all pollution that is currently making our lake a very unsafe to play and, and, and swim in during the summer at some points in the year. I would be curious to know so, about IZ and so, about the parking. So I think that it's a little bit of inside baseball, but if you allow me, Madeline. Sure. Uh, IZ is, stands for interim zoning. And what interim zoning does is it's a process in which we essentially call timeout on our current zoning regulations and allow another extrajudiciary check to determine whether or not a procedure could go through. So for instance, if someone proposes a development on their private property, uh, they come before the Development Review Board and ask permission to build. And we make sure that it complies with land development regulations. We make sure we hear from all the neighbors and interested parties. We hear all the disputes that happen and we try to mediate those disputes. We try to fix uh, neighborhood disagreements where we can, make sure any project complies with land development regulations and we do it in the form of a public hearing. Uh, what IZ does is it, it creates an interim step it makes sure that the city council, uh, the five members of the city council, a majority approve a project before it can go forward. And in, in terms of certainty for planning and zoning to protect private property rights, but to also make sure that we're protecting our riparian corridors, our open spaces, our critical habitats, it's important that we get our planning right. And if we do that, I think we can have both goals. We can make sure that we're building housing where it's appropriate, we can protect our open spaces, which we all care so much about, and we can make sure that the city functions uh, in, in, a, in a way that is that provides clarity and consistency. And I'm, I'm sorry, oh, but he's talked around the question, actually. What is your take on interim zoning, which in fact is not designed to create this two-layer review but it is designed in order to give our planning bodies, and specifically the Planning Commission, the time necessary in order to complete studies and to write new regulations that are designed to do exactly what you're talking about, which is to protect our natural resources and to make sure that development is, is placed in areas where it is sustainable. And, and so are you going to be supportive of, of that process those studies and, and the development of these smart growth regulations? I think there's a better way. I think that we can do it for less, for less money. You know, we've spent over the last eight years over $400,000 on interim zoning. And I think what we're really after, what we really want, at least us on the Development Review Board, is clarity and consistency in being able to tell where, check? <laughs> where the riparian corridors are, where we, are, we know how to field map wetlands, but we don't know where riparian corridors and critical habitat without clearly defining it in our zoning regulations. If you look at our zoning map, it's a maze of colors, but can you get to the fine detail and determine where exactly the protected areas are on these parcels and where we're allowing, as current zoning laws, uh, up to four, eight, four units per uh, acre, being able to fine tune that, I think we can do that without going through the cost and expense and time of going through interim zoning. We've spent $25,000, very, very much different from $400,000. And I'm curious because the two well, levels I, of review are- I, I have the document from Tom Hubbard. So I would I'll be show that to you. glad to see the document okay. from Tom Hubbard, yes. We are running tight on time and we have another call from a resident. So I Very did good. want to make sure that we get to that. Um, Hi, and welcome to the Channel 17 town meeting coverage. Can I ask you to start off by introducing yourself? Sure. Thank you. All right, if you'd like to start off with your name and then ask your question. Uh, good evening. Uh, my name's Chris Snow. I'm, uh, um, I'm sorry. Okay, my name's Chris Snow. Good evening, Madison. Hey. 
this question, uh, is this me that's on here? It's a little hard to tell. So this question concerns what you're talking about. Uh, South Burlington is in the heart of the county, and some people at a Excuse me, I'm sorry, is there any chance you could um, move or, or change the way you're holding your phone? We're having a little bit of trouble hearing the question. Perhaps he doesn't know he's live on. on the right. Okay, can you hear me now? Yes. yes, yeah, that's a lot better. Thank you. Okay, I, I apologize. Mike Simino here. Uh, so my question regards uh, development in South Burlington, uh, most particularly in the southeast quadrant mm -hmm. of our city. Do you feel that it's necessary to take hundreds of acres of developable land off of the uh, development playing field in order to achieve the environmental outcomes that you aspire to, thus forcing that housing to go further out from the urban core and increasing the pollution and carbon footprints for those homes? All right, thank you. Um, and we are really tight on time, so if you can do your best in a minute to answer that, we'll start with Matt. Well, yeah, there, there are areas in the southeast quadrant that we need to protect, and I think we can through proper field mapping of riparian corridors, of wetlands, and of critical habitat. But there are also areas that are on the sewer line next to the infrastructure that we currently develop that we can develop. And, and I want to work with uh, the Planning Commission on making sure that we have a, a plan in place that allows that to happen. Right, I can't disagree with that. All that I will add is that the city council is putting forward a budget that is below 3%. That's 2.9% increase. And that is because of the smart growth and the excellent management that has been happening in the city. And that that is something that is based on smart planning. Smart growth requires smart planning. And so we're not speaking about buying hundreds of acres here. We don't have that kind of money, but what we're looking at right now is putting in place regulations that will protect those riparian areas as well as the forest. And riparian, that means waterways in addition to the forest, which are so critical to our ecosystem, but as well as the health of our lake and our air. All right, and as a last question, I wanted to ask each of you your thoughts on affordability in the city. So, you know, there's a budget increase proposed on the city end as well as the school end and a separate bond article by the school. Um, so I was wondering your thoughts on how you'll keep South Burlington an affordable place for residents to live. Um, and we'll start with Megan. Sure. Well, I think that we have to continue with the good governance that we've been having for, for years now. Uh, I got back on the council in 2014, and for the past six years, I have experienced the best council I think I've ever been on. And we have, like I said, excellent manage, management, and we are very keen on keeping those tax rate increases below 3%, and that is with 10% health care costs. Um, increases every year. So just think about the amount of revenues that are allowing us to keep that tax rate low. And that is because of our dense development in city center. And that is because of this careful planning that the planning commission is currently engaged in and that the city council wants to see go through to the end. All right, um, and we'll have to go to Matt real quick. Very good. Well, Madeline, you, you, you hit it. I mean, affordability is what I'm hearing as I walk through South Burlington, knocking on doors, talking to people, concerned 
concerns about this bond that yeah. is up for a vote on March 3rd, concerned about the city budget, concerned about the school budget that they're being asked to pass on March 3rd, uh, concerned that if we raise the property tax rate so high, we won't be able to have young families uh, that can afford to live here and fill our, our schools. So uh, affordability is key uh, for us here in South Burlington, and it's something that, uh, that I'll focus on once elected. All right, and just really quickly, at the end of your term, you know, what would you want to look different? Um, and we'll start with you, Matt. Well, what I want to look different is, is we look at our critical infrastructure, our gateway to South Burlington. If we look at the Williston and Dorset Street intersection, the city center, um, the mall, which is sooner or later will be redeveloped, we want to make sure that when we plan for this critical infrastructure, this gateway to South Burlington, that we do so recognizing that it will be so for the next hundred years, that right. we need to plan carefully uh, in order to prepare for our future. All right, and Megan? Yes, and we have those plans in place already. The city residents had the wisdom to pass the TIF district back in 2016, and we have revenues coming in that are covering many, many costs for the city, making all of those bike lanes and, and new road streetscapes and, and buildings um, really accessible, and, and it's going to be our, our future. It's going to be a very exciting city center. I would like to see that expanded. Keep in mind that all of that also is matched by federal and state so we are fully supported by smart growth planning associations, both at the state and federal level. All and right. I hope we can continue in that direction. Well, thank you both so thank much. You much. And yeah. Thank you, Madeline. Thank you. All right. And I'd like to thank everyone who tuned in this evening and remind them to vote on March 3rd between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. at their regular polling places. Thanks so much.